welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Today I want to talk to you about something that every single one of us face in life. And that thing that we all face in life is called stress. If you don't know it, let me introduce you to it. Stress. Yeah, I don't think it needs an introduction, right? When the pressure, the external pressures of life are way bigger and greater than our capacity, then we experience something that is called stress. Amen. The the capacity that you carry is sometimes pressured by external situations or external things that when they come over your life, sometimes you just feel like you're breaking. Sometimes you just feel like you're completely uh, tired. So every one of us live with a certain measure of stress in our lives and our ability to manage stress with God's help will eventually determine how our future Look, so if you're able to manage stress and process stress in a good way, then let me tell you that your future is going to look bright. If you have issues or struggle with processing or managing stress, then your future might not look so bright because stressful people tend to do things that are not so good. Are you with me? So how do we overcome stress? What do you do when the whole world sees you outwardly and sees the outside of you and and on the outside you look good, you look happy, you're smiling, but on the inside it feels like you're breaking down. It feels like your world is crashing down. You smile outwardly, but inwardly, to be honest, you're exhausted. You lie down on your bed at night and sometimes you just can't sleep because you're just thinking about what's going to happen the day of tomorrow. If you can describe your life at this moment, most people would say that they're stressed and the people that don't want to admit that they're stressed, they just say, I feel tired. I'm tired physically, I'm tired mentally, and I'm tired emotionally. And it feels like... It's always something that's happening, like a problem arises as soon as the, the, previous one, the previous one stopped, the other one continued. We put one fire out, and then all of a sudden another fire goes out somewhere else. And it's kind of like that game, whack-a-mole, where you're whacking the most head, and all of a sudden other little heads come out from the little holes, and they appear everywhere. You're like, ah, oh, trying to smack them and smack them. Sometimes it feels like that in our life. We're done with one problem and the ugly head of another problem starts arising and really we start getting tired. How many of you are parents with little kids? Yeah? Okay, so when the kids won't stop screaming, that's kind of like a stressful situation right there, right? Your boss is pressuring you at work to do more. Hurry up, you got to do more. There's discrimination or harassment at your workplace. There's no, no room to advance on the job. You know, getting married can be very stressful nowadays. Getting divorced, taking care of an elderly relative when no one else wants to take care of them, so you have to be there, and you have to be there in place of other people. Or maybe... Just like me, it feels like last week was just harsh and very stressful and very tiring. The paint on my Toyota Corolla, 
white is peeling all over the place. It started one little flaky, and then all of a sudden my car is looking like, uh, like it needs major work. Last week we were traveling to San Antonio, and on our way to San Antonio, we had an 18-wheeler carrying a big load of dirt and rock, and it was passing another 18-wheeler opposite of us, and it almost hit us. Thankfully, it didn't, but what did hit us was one of the rocks that came off of that load, and it chipped my windshield. To top it off, I found out that my tire on the front side, driver's side, was down on the sidewall, and it needed replacing before coming to go past. So just to, I'll stop there because I know a lot of people are probably getting anxious and stressed just hearing me out, and I can continue and continue for another 30 minutes to an hour, but I'll stop right there. And let me just tell you, my week last week was a little bit stressful, and I know I'm not alone. I know some of you guys can actually are right there with me and say, you know what, Pastor Rafa, I kind of feel what you're talking about because, I mean, if you're going to be honest, if we're both honest, life can be extremely, extremely stressful. How many of you guys can agree? All the stressful people say, <laughs> amen. So a lot of the times you wonder, we're like, God, why does the world have to be so stressful? Why do the situations in my life have to come against me and make me feel the way that I'm feeling right now? And to be honest with you, we're living in a world that isn't too perfect. We're living in a world that is not perfect. We actually live in a world that's fallen and full of sin. That's why. Now, if we go and look at the first few chapters in the book of Genesis and you start reading about a man and a woman called Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are the cause. My, my Adam and Eve behave. My mic has to work. So, so it all started there. The stress, you can see it from Adam and Eve. And if you look at those first few chapters within the word of God, you can see that God had to remove them from the garden because of their sin, talk about stressful, leaving paradise to go somewhere else where the presence of the Lord didn't seem to be manifesting the way it was at the Eden, where they had absolutely everything and a stressful time was getting out of that beautiful place going God knows where. Aside from that, they started having children and the children started, they were the first ones to experience what ganas were, gray hairs. They had two kids at the beginning, and one of them was very envious of the other and eventually ended up killing his brother because of the spirit of jealousy that he carried. So, so that you can understand this, living under stress is an ancient thing. It existed way, way back in the day. And, and the intensity of stress can become so strong inside of your, our lives that it can actually dominate our minds. It can dominate our emotions and it can dominate our behaviors, and ultimately, it begins to control you in a negative way. And one of the things that I've learned is the health condition or the condition of your soul can be determined by the way that your mind reacts. I'm gonna repeat that again. The health condition of your soul can be determined by the reaction of your mind.
The world focuses on the mind, but God actually focuses on starting with the spirit and then transforming the mind. That's right. When we come to Jesus, it says that, hey, all things are created new. We're a new being. Our spirit is renewed. And then from there, the word of God says that we need to work in our in our mind. So God starts from the inside and then goes outwardly, but the world just focuses on the outwardly without focusing on the inside. So living under high amounts of stress is not healthy for anyone. Have you been around stressful people lately? Yeah, you'll, you'll know right away whenever they're stressed. So living under high amounts of stress is not healthy for anyone, but it is not God's intention for your life to be that way. God doesn't want stressful people going all over the place. God doesn't want you to have a, 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 an overloaded life filled with stress because guess what? That is going to affect your personal life. It's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your kids, and it's going to affect the people that surround you. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell them, get rid of the stress? Right now. <laughs> so the problem is that many times we put more burden on ourselves than God Himself knows we can carry. Yeah? want to think that we're Superman or Wonder Woman and you're like I can handle this and then all of a sudden everything comes through and you're like ah, never mind it's it, it's a heavy load so a person that has a good emotional mental and spiritual health is a person that has a good relationship number one with God number two with him or herself and number three, with people. I'm going to repeat this again. People that are healthy are people that have a good relationship with the Lord, a good relationship with him or herself, and a good relationship with other people. But when you live under stress, it's a complete opposite. God does not want you to live under that constant high amount of stress. And it is our duty. Can you say with me, it is my duty it is my duty to take care of any emotional or mental health problem. And there are portions that God takes care of, and there are portions that we take care of. There is a part that we have to do, but there is also a part, say with me, that God needs to do. And I want to take you to the word of God and introduce you to a man who did not know how to handle stress. This man was not, not only brought destruction upon himself, but he also brought destruction upon his family. And if we continue to carry the unnecessary, unhealthy stress that God does not want in our lives, it will affect our lives and the lives of the people that surround us. So with God, say with me, with God, I have everything. With God, I have healing. With God, I have peace. With God, I have anything that I need. He is my provider. So, the pastor has preached this before, and he's told us that God gives each and every single one of us a certain amount of capacity. Are y'all following? So, God has given you a certain capacity that comes from him, and the world, what the world or the enemy want to do, they want to give you much more than you can handle. And the reason they want to do this or the enemy wants to do this is because he wants to break you. So a healthy person recognizes their limits and they know how to ask God and ask other people for help.
Only one person said amen. (laughs) There's some people that I meet that are so used to bottling every single one of their emotions inside of them. And they say, I don't want to bother other people. I, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be a pain. I don't want, I, you know what? They have enough problems as it is. I'll just be like that. And they bottle everything in the inside of them. But if you stay with everything to yourself, let me tell you what happens. If you don't think you need any other person to help you, then we haven't come to understand the way the kingdom of God works. We haven't understand how God operates. We haven't understand the power of unity and the power of the body of Christ. So God did not create us to be alone. I know people that thrive or think they thrive from being alone. They're off to their little corner. They're off by uh, the the lonesome self and they say, I don't need anyone. I, I just me and God, baby, and that's it. But that's not the way the kingdom works. In the kingdom, you cannot be alone. And that's one of the weapons that the enemy uses constantly against the people of God, making them think that they don't need anyone that they can handle things on their own, that they can fix problems on their own. But let me tell you something. If you need help, I want to tell you something on a serious note. If you need help, please ask for it. If you feel like you're at a breaking point, if you feel like you can't anymore, get with someone and tell them, hey, I I definitely need some help. I I may seem really good on the outside, but inside I'm just a crazy child. Wanting to cry up a storm. And it's good. It's good not to bottle up all those emotions in the inside of us. So then we need to understand something. We need to understand that everything has a solution. Pastor Rafa, everything has a solution. Wrong. Wrong. A few weeks ago, we had a, a person that we know lost her child around 13 years old. What solution can you find there? Can you bring back her daughter? No. So what do you do? There might not be a solution to certain problems inside of our lives, but let me tell you something. Every problem can be given to the Lord. Every problem, I'm going to repeat, does not have a solution. All problems don't have a solution, but everything can be given. What do you mean by this? Yeah, it could be given to the Lord. We need to give it to God. So the Bible talks about something very powerful and it says, cast your cares upon him, your worries, your anxiety, your stress. It says, cast it, throw it, give it to him. And then I love how it ends because it says, because he cares, because he cares. So I want to give you an illustration of a man who doesn't handle stress very well. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, we see Saul, who is the first king of Israel. And this story is so important because this man is going to teach us the wrong way of handling stress. So if you can go with me really quick to 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 8 to 9. The word of God says he waited, speaking of Saul, he waited seven days for Samuel. As Samuel had instructed him to do, but Samuel the prophet still had not come to Gilgal. And the people began to leave or desert Saul. So he said to them, bring me the burnt offerings and the fellowship sacrifices. And then he went off and offered 
a burnt sacrifice. Now, when we read this, we read it really, read it really quick. And if you don't study it, you won't understand it. But I'm going to explain it to you. Saul's action here in these verses were erroneous. They were wrong. And the reason I say that was because Saul, number one, cannot offer or was not allowed to offer burnt sacrifice because he was not a priest and he was not a Levite. Saul, as a matter of fact, came from the tribe of Benjamin and he was not allowed and had no authority to offer up a burnt sacrifice before the Lord. So if you look at these, at these verses, we look at certain stressors here. Number one, the prophet had not arrived the moment he said he was going to arrive. He was delayed, so Saul started to get stressed. He's like, oh man, Samuel, the prophet, oh, he's late. He's not here. What's going on? What happened to him? Maybe, I don't know, a lion probably ate him on his way over here. Rian sentan muy serios. <laughs> so, so then he starts stressing. He's like, the prophet isn't here. What's going on? Stressor number one. Number two, the people were leaving him. They were discerning him. They, they were leaving and they were saying, bye. You're, you're not doing anything. You're just standing there, Saul. What's going on? So if you work with people or if you've been around people, if you've ever communicated with people, you know that people can be major stressors sometimes. Especially people with certain attitudes. Híjole. My God, like, like, like literally their stressor number one in the worldwide list with that attitude that they carry. But people can be major stressors. People were murmuring. People were complaining. And then to add on top of that, time was a stressor. So the king is now taking in all these stressors and his mind and he's trying to figure out a solution on his own without consulting with God. He said, okay, this is happening. The prophet isn't here, number one. Number two, the people are leaving me. Number three, the time is passing by and people are complaining. They're murmuring. And man, this is a little bit stressful. They're going to think that I'm not fit to be the king. They're, they're going to think that I can't lead them anymore. So he said, you know what? Bring me the offering. And Saul disobeyed prophet Samuel's command because he allowed a stressful situation to dominate him. Look at what verse 8 and 9 says. After doing everything that he did, it says, and just as he was leaving or finishing, Samuel arrived. Saul went over to meet him and to welcome him. He still had the audacity to go, hi, Samuel, welcome, come in. After what he did, he knew it was a big no-no and he still did it. Goes and welcomes the man of God, the prophet of God, was chosen to offer up the burnt sacrifice y todavía le dice el descarado. Oyes, welcome, man, bienvenido, welcome. See, it, it. so after he finishes, Samuel arrives. Saul went out to meet him, to welcome him. But Samuel said, what have you done? Saul answered and said, the people were leaving me and you had not come. 
like you said you would. And besides that, look at our enemies, the Philistines. They're gathering all around us and they're about to attack us. And really, I didn't know what to do. I felt like I needed God to do something. And I just decided to do it on my own, Samuel. So the king was simply a steward of the people of Israel. He was an administrator of what God had given him, just like you and I are. We are stewards of everything that we have. You're a steward of your household. You're a steward of the people that live under that household. You're a steward of your finances. You're a steward of everything that the Lord has given to you. But at the end of the day, everything belongs to the Lord. You're just an administrator just like I am. We manage the things of God because he allowed us to, but we don't own anything. He does. He does. So the king did not own the people of Israel. The people were not his. So let me tell you something. Your life is either yours or it's God's. Your life belongs to God and you are a steward that has learned how to handle over your day-to-day -day activities to the Lord and every single burden that comes with it. And you say, God, I took care of this, but you know what? I need a little bit of help. Come on. Your marriage is either yours or your marriage belongs to God. Your children, children. Throughout the years, I've learned that uh, my, my kids are small right now, but I've learned that parents that have uh, older kids still worry about them way even after they get married. And they're stressing over it. And they're like, man, sometimes the stress is even more when they're, when they're not here. And, and they're constantly worrying about their kids. But let me tell you something. Even the word of God mentions that your kids are an inheritance from the Lord, of the Lord. They don't belong to you. They belong to him. You were called to steward and teach them and bring them up in the word of the Lord, but they don't belong to you. They belong to him. He gives and he takes. He does what he wants. He does what's in his will. And if he allowed you to borrow, to have the kids for a certain time, and then one day he decides to take them, let me tell you, he is God. He allowed you to have them. Your kids are not yours. Every person that you see here, we belong to him, guys. We belong to him. Are y'all with me? So things either belong to you or they belong to the Lord. You decide. If they belong to him, guess what? Do, do any guys, do any one of you guys rent? Yeah. When something breaks, who do you call? Bob the Builder? The landlord. Why? Because he's the owner. I'm not going to put my money in that. And if I do, he needs to reimburse me, all right? So let me tell you, he owns it. He owns everything. And if you understand that, if you understand this concept, you're going to get a lot less stressed. So Saul possibly thought, Lord, I have stress. I have the enemies coming against me. I have the people coming against me. And the prophet didn't come here on time. So he goes and he takes the stressors, he puts them on in the blender of his mind and tries to figure out a solution in order to fix a problem that he's currently going through. So instead of going to God, he decides to make his own decision and carry his own burdens. 
Say with me, big problems. We read this story and we look at Saul, at Saul and we think, híjole, que cabezón, very disobedient. How hard is it to listen to the prophet of God and obey what God's saying, duh. Like, just do it. And we read it and, and we're like, eh, that, that's so easy. You couldn't wait for the prophet. Seven days, just wait a little bit more. Como quiera profeta sin regañón. Just wait. But he took matters into his own hands. And we read the story and we said, if I would have been in Saul's situation, I would have done much better than that. But let's not focus on Saul so much. What about you? How did you handle stress this past week? How did you react to the pressures or the stressors that came against you a few days ago? What did you do when you were in a situation and you couldn't find a way out? Oh, pastor, but I, I, I'm really stressed. Well, so was Sal or Saul. First Samuel 13, 12, look what it says. He said, so I thought. Say with me, so I thought. No, no, but you got to say it like me. So I thought. So I thought. The Philistines are going to attack me here in Gilgal, and I have not tried to win the Lord's favor. He was trying to win God's favor. And then he says, so I felt I had to offer. So I felt. At the beginning, you read, so I thought, and then towards the end, so I felt I had to offer a sacrifice. So I thought. So I thought, where was Saul processing the stressors? In his mind. He was battling, he took the stress and he was battling the stress in his mind instead of taking it to God. God, I, I tried finding a way out. It's beyond my capacity level. What do I do, God? And you start consulting. When things go beyond your capacity, you need him. You need him. Even when, even when they're in your capacity, You can't do anything without him. He gives a strength. He gives a knowledge. He gives a wisdom. He gives absolutely everything. So he said, so I thought. In his mind, he was processing the stressors and he did not consult with God. And then he goes on and he says, so I felt that I had to. And he was literally saying, I'm stressed out and I'm going to take matters in my own hands and do what I want to do. That's why we have some people that say, So I thought that my boss was abusing me and bringing me down. So I thought, and I felt like I had to tell him off. You know, my, my wife, she just didn't hey, cook a good meal today. And, and you know what? I felt like I needed to tell her the truth and tell her, hey, you're, you're, don't cook for me ever again. I'm pretty sure you got to get a slap after that. When you think and when you feel, he said, I feel and I thought. Sometimes we need to stop feeling. Sometimes we need to stop thinking and we need to start trusting. Pastors, because I, 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 I thought and I felt from the inside of me that I need to punch this guy and I did. You thought and you felt, but was it the right thing to do? Yeah, but he was stressing me out. 
And he couldn't handle the stressor, so you reacted in a certain way. Amen? When we operate based on our emotions, then we're going to have consequences. And those are the things that we don't like. Amen? You punched that guy and you ended up going to jail because of it. Yeah, pastor, it was. (laughs) God, deal with them. (laughs) Verse 13. The prophet speaks to him and says, that was a foolish thing to do. Samuel answered and said, you have not obeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had obeyed, he would have let you and your descendants rule over Israel forever. Forever. He's like, hey, if you would have obeyed, if you would have listened, then the Lord would have given you the ability to rule and reign over Israel forever and ever and ever. But because you didn't, say with me, there's consequences. So he said, that was a foolish thing to do. See, whenever we stress, we don't process things correctly. Whenever we're overwhelmed by so much stress inside of our lives, we do not see clearly because we just see the problems are focused on the problems are focused on the things that hinder us and we're not focusing on the Lord. And what does on the things that are above the heavenly things? When Pastor Brian a few weeks ago was preaching about generosity, I was sitting in, in the Del Rio campus and Pastor was talking about generosity and literally the Spirit of God came upon me and I started crying. I've never in my life have cried in a preaching of generosity. Like, like that's not me. <laughs> and I started weeping and the Lord speaks to me. And he said, Rafa, this is way more than money. This is way more than money. He said, this is about trusting me. And it was like a slap in the face. And I was there and I was just crying. And pastor probably, probably that man, I must be preaching really good. Look at Rafa over there. And he was, he was preaching pretty awesome, like he always does. But listen, the Lord said, this is much more about money. It's about trusting me. And then the Lord showed me how he was doing something in Axis, how he was rewiring the mindset of people and changing their mindsets. And the Lord was telling me, all I want is for everyone to trust me. And when we stress, we do the opposite. When we stress, we do the opposite. Everything, whether it be financially, everything, whether it be emotionally, everything, whether it be physically, in every single area, the Lord just wants one thing. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to know that he loves you and that you love him. He wants you to know that he will never leave you and that he will never forsake you. But stress does not allow us to see clearly. Stress hinders our mindsets. Stress hinders us and blinds us from the plans, the purposes, and the will of God for our lives. So the prophet comes and he says, if you had obeyed, he would have let you and your descendants rule over Israel forever. Do you want to go far in life? Do you want to do things that you never thought that you would do? Do you want to experience a joy that goes beyond the earthly realm and doesn't, isn't tied like happiness to the circumstances that you go to, but you want to experience a joy that goes above that with 
That, that no matter what happens, like the apostle Paul that was in jail, it, it, despite of that, he still had a joy and was able to write in the book of Philippians about being joyful in the Lord and trusting in the Lord and believing in him in a prison. Joy with me, joy. But his eyes were set on the heavenly things, not the earthly things. We are not of this world. We're in this world but we're not of this world. So if we're aliens, if we're not from here, then it means we have a different mindset. We have different values. We have a different culture. We have a different way of responding to certain situations and certain things. And the Lord, through his word, is taking us back to the original mindset to trust in him wholeheartedly, to cast all of our cares and all of our worries upon him and upon him only. We must trust in him. In order to go and experience that joy, in order to go and experience deeper levels of joy within our marriage, within our household, within our church, then we have to trust in the Lord. We have to trust that not everything has a solution, but everything can be given to God. You don't need to stress and carry things that are not yours. I'm going to repeat that again. You don't need to worry and stress and carry about things that aren't yours. <laughs> there was that one point where I'm constantly carrying Jeremiah, my son. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> this is going to be kind of funny. You're going to be, Pastor, híjole, estás tremendo. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit transparent with you. I, I, I constantly carry my son, and one day I was at church, and I was like, oh, I was gonna carry another. I'm like, no. I was gonna carry another 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 baby, and I'm like, no, no, mejor no. Ya cargo el mío todo el día que lo carguen sus papás. Yeah, I'm gonna carry what's mine. You you carry your own. There was a, a little girl that that came to the Del Rio campus, and and she told Raúl Díaz, the reign of God. <laughs> and, and Raul Diaz was taking care of, of, of the baby and, and Rose, uh, the kids and Rosie as well. And the next day, the little girl comes and she's like, are you going to take care of us again? And he's like, no, let your mama do that. <laughs> Raul, only he would say that. If you know Raul, you would laugh. So, carry what is yours. You want to fix other problem, other people's problems? Fix your own for your your own problems first. You want to focus on other people's marriage? Focus on yours. You want to focus on other weights? Focus on yours first. Amen. Are y'all with me? Carry your own. Carry your own problems for now. I'm gonna go somewhere with this. Jesus, thank you, Lord. 1 Samuel 13, 14. It says, but now your rule will not continue because you have disobeyed him. The Lord will find the kind of man he wants and will make him the ruler of his people. In other words, get out of the way. If you're not willing to obey, let me get someone who will. 
If you're not willing to obey, then let me get someone that will. Do y'all have jobs? <laughs> have you had a job in the past? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Anyone hiring? In your workplace, if you're not willing to do your job, what happens? Can you say that again? You'll get fired. Louder. You'll get fired. <laughs> if you don't do your job, you will get fired. He did not do his job, and guess what happened? He got fired. Pastor, but God is merciful, yes. He still loves him, but he got fired from his position. There's positions, there's things that the Lord has given to you that he's entrusted you with and he's waiting for you to be a good steward. He's waiting for you to protect your marriage, to protect your kids because you're a steward of that. Or would you rather someone else take care of them? I don't know why I'm going this route. I promise you it's not on my notes. And I don't know anything. But let me tell you something. If the Lord gave you a responsibility, be faithful in it. And know your limits. Know what you can do. And know what you can carry. And what you cannot carry, give it to the Lord. Look, as pastors, there's a lot of people that come. And people say, I don't want to put my burden on you. I don't want to carry your burden. I don't. I don't want to carry your burdens. But you know what happens? We learn. Okay, let's do this together. Let's carry the burdens together. But we're not going to stay with them. We're going to take them to the Lord. Yeah. You're, you're struggling with this? You have, a, uh, you have a huge burden right next to you? Oh, it's opposite way or whatever way it is. Okay. So give it to the Lord. Amen. Give it, give it to the Lord and say, Lord, take or no. Uh, but, but, but listen, listen, get the burdens. Work through them together. But at the end of the day, don't stay with them. Take them to the Lord. Imagine if we as pastors stayed with all the burdens that the people carry, we would not be preaching the word of God. We have to learn whether you're a pastor or not. We have to learn to take every single burden to the Lord because if stress comes and invades us and it overtakes our mind, it overtakes our mentality, our emotions, our health, then what happens? God's gonna say, let me go and get someone who can see clearly because I don't want people focused on problems. I want people focused on me because I'm going to take you somewhere. I'm going to take you to the promised land. I'm going to take you and give you some good stuff. But if you can't see, if you can't focus on what I want to do, whew, say with me, stress has to come out. We, we, can't, we can't carry it. We have to let the Lord come and do his things. So the Lord, or, or the, the word of God says, because you have disobeyed me, the Lord will find a king or a kind of man that wants to do what I'm telling him. And you know what he was doing? He was talking about David. 
If you don't want to do it, let me go pick David. Let me go get a David. David was a man after the heart of God. David, in my opinion, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, was going through a more stressful situation than Saul was. And David's situation did not seem to have a solution. But David does not find a solution in his mind. He finds a solution in God. David is going through a difficult thing in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 and 6. And listen to this. It says, three days later when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev. I think I pronounced it right. And Ziklag. And they had crushed Ziklag, but burned it to the ground. They had carried off the woman and the children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. Verse 3, when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no, no more no longer. Verse 5 says, David's two wives were captured among them. Verse 6, David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And notice how it doesn't say wives. That, that's another topic for another time. <laughs> I, I called my wife before I told you that. I have authorization to do this. And, and they, the men got so bitter because they lost the sons and the daughters and they began to talk about stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Say with me, but David found strength in the Lord his God. Not in his mind, not in his abilities, not in his qualifications, but he found strength in the Lord it wasn't about how equipped he was, but it was about how God can equip him. It wasn't about how wise he was, but all the wisdom that he was able to draw from the Lord, not from himself. David focused not on himself. He didn't focus inwardly in him, but he focused on the Lord God. And he said, the word of God says that he began to find strength in the Lord his God. Now, can you imagine this? David was super stressed because now stressor number one is they take the children. How would you react if they took your now? <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that point in a, in a little bit. So first stressor is they took the children. Second stressor is they took the woman. <laughs> Third stressor is the men wanted to stone him because they became bitter. They, they, they became bitter, so now they wanted to stone David and see... It seems that the men wept until they couldn't weep anymore. You know why? Because maybe they had the wife, they had the kids, because of everything that they had to do for them. But then when they were gone, they wept until they couldn't anymore. You won't know what you have until it's gone. You can complain about it all you want right now, but when it's missing, you'll miss it. So take care of it. 
If not, you're going to be like these men, weeping and weeping until there's no more weeping that could be done. And see, the men started getting bitter because of their situation. And there's something that stress will do to you. Stress will make you bitter. And all the bitter people said, Stress will make you bitter. If you've ever encountered, encountered stressed people, you'll encounter some bitterness coming out of them. Listen to this. I want you to notice something. Did Saul have a solution to the, what he was going through? No, he did not. The moment that David saw everything that happened to his hometown or to his city, did he immediately have a solution? No, he didn't. Two different people going through two different stressors. In my opinion, Saul's stressor was much worse because they touched their David's, David's uh, circumstance was much more greater for me because they stole the precious treasures that he had, his family, his kids, and the kids of all his companions in war. But they handled it in different situations, in, in different ways. Have you ever met a person that, like, like we say in Spanish, they're going through a, a, a very a problem that might be insignificant for you, and they're drowning in a little kiddie pool, and you're like, dude, stand up. It's not even deep, but I don't know how to swim. Stand up. Hey, but look at the water. Stand up. Oh, it's just, it's just one foot. And that's how some people are with their problems. They're drowning in small problems because their capacity is lower than others. But there's a solution. My stressors might be different than your stressors. The things I go through may be different than the things that you go through. The person next to you might be going through a whole different story but at the end of the day, it stresses us. It wants to hinder us. It wants to burden us. But if you learn to not carry the things that don't belong to you, life is going to be much better. If you learn to trust in the Lord like David did, things will begin to change. After 15, 16 years of serving the Lord, I've surrendered or I feel like I trusted God in a lot of areas and I said God I trust you and we sing those songs God I give you my all Lord I surrender and we sing them but when the trial comes do you really surrender do you really trust do you really give everything to God or is it just in church when the song is todo lo que da? it may sound funny but it's the truth we sing it we talk it we preach it but when you live it it's a different ball game but after 15, 16 years, I'm finally learning to surrender. I think I'm at 90 something percent. And if you're real, some of you, some of you might be a lot less or a lot more. We have to learn how to surrender to God. Everything, the 100%, not the 50%, not the 60, the 70, the 80, or the 90. We have to learn wholeheartedly to trust in the Lord. David, can you say with me, can you lift up your right hand with me and say with me, I, I 
will find strength in the Lord my God. Can you say it louder? I will find strength in the Lord my God. See, all of us experience stress and stressors. And the problem starts when you leave it in your mind. Don't leave it in your mind. Take it to God. Stressors can be different. Some stressors can be in marriage. Some stressors can be about money, about constant battles with a boss, worrying about a financial disaster, or a battle with children in the house. Maybe it can even be a battle with an ex. A battle to raise children. These are all stressors, but we have all different stressors that come in all different forms, in all different shapes, in all different sizes. But the reality is that they come. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, you will have affliction. But at the end of this, he says, I have overcome. Have peace because I have overcome. Have peace because I am the Prince of Peace. Have peace because I am the one who has the solutions to anything that you can go through. And even when things don't have an earthly solution, the Lord will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding to be able to go through that. People who live under, uh, under severe, heavy stress or heavy burdens have low tolerance for stressful situations. They have trouble like Saul did, trusting God. And although the prophet said, hey, you know what, wait for me. No le hizo caso. He didn't listen to him. He went above the advice of the prophet of God. He went above the advice of the word of God. And see, sometimes stressors do that. We go above whatever the man of God, whatever the word of God is telling us because we're so focused in our problems when we need to be focused on the word and need to be focused on Jesus. And my question to you is, how do you handle stress? How do you handle the advice of the word of God? A lot of people want a big revelation or a big prophet to come or a big preacher to come and you want to hear about the good news and the revelation that they have because you've never heard it before but man you're still struggling with the basics you're struggling to drink the milk and you want the meat how can you want more if you can't listen to simple basic instructions start with the basics start with trusting God start there because if trusting God will be the foundation of your whole entire life when the storms come when the winds blow when the things get bad guess what the word of God says that if your house is built on the rock on Jesus Christ all of those things become your house will not fall your house will stand your life will stand your mental health will stand listen to me when we build our lives upon Jesus then everything begins to change people that are undergoing stress blame themselves and they blame them blame themselves harshly they say I'm worthless I made the same mistake all over again God I'm not good enough well we're never going to get ahead in the life. I think we're destined to, uh, to suffer with problems every single day and we can't make it out. A person living under severe stress may experience severe mood swings, anger, lack of sleep, difficulty breathing, fatigue, chest pains, anxiety, and high blood pressure. A stressed person has unhealthy conversations with themselves constantly and they may think about hurting themselves about hurting other people and it's so crazy because while I was looking into this subject of stress I came to find out in a statistic that apparently there's 800,000 people around the world on a yearly basis that are committing suicide because in their minds they were trying
trying to process and find a solution to a problem that had no solution. And since they couldn't find the answer to their problem, they found an answer elsewhere. And that answer was not the solution that God wanted for their lives. They said, I can't live like this any longer. I have to find a way out. And they did. But it wasn't the way that God intended it to be. The more stressors in, in your life, the greater your negative reaction can be. You may even notice that you are living under certain consequences of living under stress constantly. You become mentally inefficient. You become emotionally emotionally unstable physically you may be more susceptible to diseases or to sicknesses because your immune system dropped Ephesians 6 13 says therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all of this to stand see the evil day will come whether you like it or not the evil day will come whether you're prepared or not and the evil day is what breaks people down. The evil day will come, but God has given you the power to overcome and withstand any fiery dart of the enemy. And he tells you, hey, put on the armor of God because I'm going to give you a victory. The Lord comes and he prepares you for what's coming. Yes, when you serve the Lord, it's uneasy. The attacks will come. The Amalekites or the Philistines will rise up against you. But at the end of the day, let me tell you something. If the Lord is with you, the Lord will equip you. The Lord will give you the armor and with that armor you will be able to defeat the powers of hell that come against your life see pastor but I'm worried about tomorrow we'll stop Matthew 6 34 says therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has its own trouble each day will have its own warfare but at the end of the day focus on right now Sometimes I have to stop and, and, and again, this is something that I'm, after 15, 16 years, I'm learning a lot of stuff. A lot. And you know, sometimes we're so busy on our day-to-day -day activities. And we're so blinded by, by our stress. I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to finish this, and I have to finish that. And we forget to enjoy what's around us. We forget to enjoy our family. We forget to enjoy our wife or your husbands, or your children, or your parents. And we're so busy that you don't even have time to visit your parents anymore. Remember when they were changing your dirty diaper? Probably not, but they did. Give them a call at least every other day. Stressors were meant to blind you. Stressors were meant to break you. Stressors were meant for you to not see the goodness and the mercy of God. If we can understand one day, we will pray the following way. Lord, my marriage is yours. Lord, like Job, I pray for my children and I present them before you right now. Lord, you have provided for my needs and although right now I, I, it feels like I don't have enough, I know you will come through. Lord, it seems like I don't have a way out, but I know that you are the way maker and you will make a way where there is no way. Do you see what's happening here? We're learning to cast our cares upon the Lord. We're learning to put our stress and our stressors before the hands of the Lord. 
And when we do that, we're going to feel much lighter. Let the Lord do the carrying of the heavy weights. And you carry what you can and what's in your capacity. But what you can't be like, hey, this is yours, Lord. Have you ever seen a picture of a president going into the office? And then seeing the after picture after he comes out? Yeah. It's scary. You ever seen a picture, picture of Pastor Rafa before pastoring? I had more hair, I promise. I'm messing with y'all. But the thing is that stress is real. It affects our bodies. It affects our minds. It affects a lot of us. But you know what? We're learning how to cast our cares upon the Lord. And if you haven't done a good job, then start before you get fired, like Miriam said. Okay? And I love that scripture because it says, Cast your cares upon him because he cares. I want to tell you something. God cares. He loves you. You have a God that loves to hear you. You have a God that understands you. And our problems will not be fixed here in our mind. They will only be fixed when we can go and surrender them to the Lord. He will give you strength where you have no strength. And we must learn to cast awe all of our cares before the Lord. Can you stand? No one, say with me, no one will take care of me like God can. No one can take care of me like God can. And I want you to be okay with this. Not everything will have a solution, but everything can be given. David was able to obtain a great victory. He went and he fought for what was his. He went back and all those missing kids, all those missing wives, all those missing people, guess what he did? He went and he fought for what was because he sought the Lord and the Lord answered him. And the Lord authorized him and said, go, fight for what's yours. Go, go get your people back. Go get your wife back. Go get your kids back. Go and fight. And he sought the Lord and the Lord answered to his troubles. He depended on the Lord. He casted his tears upon him. And then he all of a sudden, the blinds of stress came out of him. And he was able to focus on the Lord. And he was able to see clearly. And he went and he fought for what was his. You need to fight for what's yours. You need to fight for what's yours. There's blessings that heaven has released over your head. And all you have to do is reach out to get it. But you don't know what blessings the Lord has if you never read your Bible. You don't know what the Lord wants to do if you never stop and listen to him for a few more minutes. David obtained a great victory and the word of God says that nothing was missing. Everything that they took from him, out of all those things, nothing was missing. He obtained everything back. And Saul, everyone that came after him, all of his descendants, were unable to get to the throne because he did not process stress correctly. But David, he learned, 
he knew, gave it to the Lord. And you know what the word says? Jesus came. And Jesus sat on the throne. And Jesus came from the lineage of David. And David's kingdom is eternal now because he was able to manage his stress. David's kingdom was eternal because he was able to figure things out and turn them over to the Lord. And even if he had to do an ugly cry, even if he had to go and say, God, where will my help come from? My help will come from you. I look up to the hills. I look up to those mountains, Lord. Where will my help come from? My help will come from you. You're the creator of all things, Lord. I need you right now. And sometimes David felt lonely. Sometimes David felt like his enemies were surrounding him. Sometimes David felt like Saul might actually kill him. Sometimes he felt the backstabbing of his own son, Absalom. But at the end of the day, every single one of those problems, he took them to the Lord and he said Lord I can't I can't Absalom my own son look at what he did Lord he backstabbed me and David cried because it hurt him and in one of his psalms he said Lord if it would have been an enemy I would have been able to handle this but Lord it's my son it's my friend it's someone close to me help me can you lift up your hands Father God every single one of these people Every single one of us are going through different things, through different stressors of life. But Lord, even though they're all different, they all come in different sizes and shapes, God. But Lord, at the end of the day, we all have the same God. We all have the same God to cry out to. We have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we have the God of David in which we put our cares and our trust upon him, Lord. And I pray right now that people at Access Church, God, that people that are listening, the sound of my voice would come and learn that we have to put all of our cares upon you, Lord that we would learn Father God that you are God that you are God Father God teach us to cast our cares upon you teach us to not depend on our own human intellect Lord help us to depend on you wholeheartedly Father God and lift up a generation that would serve you that would trust you that would surrender to you Father God a generation Father that although the stressors may come the stress may come that they would go and say Lord this is yours you help me lord you get me through this lord you bring a breakthrough right there where you're at just lift up your hands i, I see burdens coming onto the lord i see people releasing the burdens and bringing them up to the lord come on just tell them lord i release my burdens tell them lord i release my anxieties i release the depression i release everything that's been affecting me just release it right now just release it right now release it onto the lord and say Lord I can't carry it it's beyond my capacity it's beyond me Lord it goes over my head just begin to say God I give it to you I give it to you I give it to you Jesus thank you Lord thank you thank you Father God their burdens their burdens Father God are being released onto you Father God your people will no longer carry burdens and try to fix them on their own Father God but your people will trust in you your people will depend on you Father God your people will surrender wholeheartedly and know we will be still and we would know that you are God
Thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.